Good morning and welcome to Leading Off with True Blue LA. It's Thursday, July 28th. This is your host, Eric Steven, and it's been it's been quite a week uh, so far uh, this week. Uh, the Dodgers on Wednesday uh, salvaged a game against the Nationals. They did not get swept. Uh, they won the series finale, and it seems uh, we talked a lot this week, uh, the last couple days especially, about how, like how much the Dodgers need like bullpen help, but it's amazing how uh, the heat gets taken off the pitching staff uh, when the offense just comes out and obliterates a team. And they didn't quite do that yet uh, on Wednesday, although they did score six runs in the first inning, and that was more than enough to win. They knocked Patrick Corbin out early. Uh, he's been uh, the worst starter in the majors this year, or especially the one that who's stayed in the rotation like uh, all year long. Um, he only faced 10 batters. He got two outs. He allowed seven hits and a walk. Three of those hits were doubles, although in fairness, one of the doubles was a Gavin Lux flyout um, that inexplicably landed in between two Nationals outfielders. Um, but even if that was caught, it would have been a five-run inning facing nine batters. Instead, it was a six-run inning uh, facing ten batters for Corbin um, and a total of uh, 11 batters in the inning because they brought in a reliever. Um, Corbin this year leads the majors in runs allowed. Opponents uh, hits and runs allowed. Excuse me. Opponents are hitting 324 and slugging 513 against him with a 649 ERA. All those are worst in the majors. Um, he's the name you sort of hear um, talked about when uh, as a potential inclusion in a Juan Soto contract as a way for the Nationals to like offset the a little over 60 million left on his contract. Um, but yeah, it, it would obviously lessen the pros- prospect cost for Juan Soto, so I don't know if it necessarily works for them, but uh, you sort of hear his name bandied about because of that. But, but yeah, today was, was really bad. But at least for the Dodgers on the positive side, uh, every Dodger in the game, except for Will Smith, had a hit, and Will Smith walked. Um, Hanser Alberto got the start against the lefty. Uh, that's usually his role. Uh, when he gets starts, it comes against the lefty. Um, he has, he's, over, he's above average hitter. Um, in his career against lefties, so and he's been healthy after, uh, I believe, J.P. Hornster reported uh, recently that at the end of June, Alberto got a cortisone shot um, in his leg, and he's been, like, you know, pretty good since then. He has an extra base hit in four of his last five starts. Um, Alberto, not uh, J.P. Hornster. I'm not sure exactly uh, where he's at cortisone shot-wise. I think he's okay. Um, Justin Turner returned to the lineup after missing five games with abdominal tightness. Um, they didn't put him on the injured list. They sort of waited it out and, and uh, you know, paid off, I guess, in a way. Although, uh, we're going to talk about that on our other podcast, the lineup uh, this week about, you know, some trade deadline needs and what it means. But anyway, for this game, uh, Turner was one for three. He's uh, hitting 376 over his last 27 games. With an OPS over a thousand during that time, he's been really good. Uh, speaking of really good, Gavin Lux, three more hits, uh, the aforementioned pop fly double, uh, but still hitting well. Uh, he's hitting 301, 378, 429. I, I did not realize this because it sort of crept up on me. Um, he's fifth in the National League and on base percentage right now. He's seventh in batting average, uh, 13th with a 132 WRC plus. 
Um, and he's 14th in Fangraph's War, 2.8. So, like, he has been really excellent. We talked, you know, earlier in the year when they traded A.J. Pollock, a lot of that was betting on Gavin Lux and clearing a runway for him to play every day, whether, whether it's in second base or left field. And he's done really, really well. Um, so that has really paid off for them. So, yeah, that's really good. Uh, all the offense the Dodgers had on Wednesday, it sort of gave breathing room for the pitching staff. Um, and Patrick... Uh, Patrick Heaney, Jesus, Andrew Heaney, uh, came into the game. Uh, he was off the injured list. Um, it was his second long stint on the injured list with shoulder issues this season. Um, he was activated to start. He went four innings. He didn't give up a run. He worked around three walks. They weren't really going to push him in this one, I don't think. Um, so the bullpen got the last five innings, four pitchers combined uh, to do it. Jake Reed was the new guy. Uh, he was called up. As the fresh arm after Tuesday's debacle, which we talked about on yesterday's episode, um, where, where four different um, uh, relievers were unavailable on in Tuesday's game. So the Dodgers had essentially half of a bullpen, and Garrett Clevenger had to pitch leverage inning, and it blew up in their face, but really only after an error. So like it was so just a weird game all around. But the, the other thing was Mitch White, uh, sort of the victim of that as well, uh, sent down because he's the odd man out in the rotation. Uh, and rather than, and they're not going to do six time, six starters the next time through. So even though he's pretty much belongs in the majors at this point, like he's pitched well enough to do that, um, they really can't at the moment, given where the pen is at, they can't have a one of the eight bullpen spots uh, given to a pitcher who's not going to be available to pitch in any of the next four days. So. You know, especially after the night where four relievers were out, so they're going to use um, they just weren't going to use that on him. So it, it's unfortunate for White. Uh, I would imagine at some point he comes back, e- possibly even just a piggyback, if not uh, needed for starting. But uh, pitching availability will be the key uh, for this upcoming weekend. That we'll we'll talk more about the longer term stuff later. But for now, um, the Dodgers have a weekend series. We will talk about exactly where that is, what that is, when that is, after the break. The Dodgers this weekend head to Coors Field, which uh, I think just somewhere just now, um, Matt Kemp shuddered a little bit, um, thinking about the wall there and everything that it entails. Um, It's always rough on a pitching staff going to Coors Field, especially for a four-game series, which is what this is. The Dodgers lost their two previous trips to Denver this season, including the uh, opening series of the season. Um, and this is their last trip of the season this year, unless they face in the playoffs, which, we, as we all know, won't happen. But um, the Dodgers are 11-3 and in their other road series this year, the ones that didn't go to Denver. Um, they're 28-13 in those games, and they're 2-4 and at Coors Field. The Rockies are sort of doing their usual thing. They're over 500 at home and pretty bad on the road. Um, so just, you know, not really in contention, but just sort of hanging around there, uh, in that like mediocrity phase. Um, so the last, their last series loss at Coors, the Rockies was June 14th to the 16th, uh, to Cleveland. They've been doing really well, but then you look at it like where the Dodgers are at bullpen wise, especially after, you know, Tuesday's debacle and like all the heavy usage earlier in the week, um, they look fairly rested, at least uh, given how the, the pen was used uh, at least on Wednesday. Uh, Kimbrell and Phillips uh, didn't pitch in any of the games against Washington, so they're fully rested. Um, um, 
NC Almonte and Caleb Ferguson didn't pitch Wednesday, so you figure they're going to be available. Uh, Alex Vesia pitched Wednesday. That was his only game in the last three days. He did pitch three out of four against the Giants. That was part of the reason why he got the two days off before pitching Wednesday. So those are essentially their top five. Um, I would imagine Phil Bickford, um, who pitched three out of the last four, including the last two games, is probably unavailable Thursday. David Price has pitched four of the last six games. I would bet he's down as well. He also went, um, I think, the last five outs in uh, Wednesday's game, so I would say he's almost certainly out. Um, then they have Jake Reed, who pitched an inning in the third. He's He might be available, but who knows exactly for how long. But uh, just going into the four-game series, it's at least doable. Like, you know, obviously the starters have to pitch well, too to sort of ease that burden, but we'll, we'll see what they do. They, they could also make a roster move or something in the middle of the series. Who knows? But they they are they do look in better shape, at least uh, back into the bullpen-wise, uh, for the start of the series than they did uh, in the National Series, which would sort of contributed to that a little bit. And if you want to uh, think ahead a little bit, uh, maybe not the Rocky Series, but sometime down the road, Pedro Baez, um, who the Dodgers re-signed on a minor league deal after he was released by the Astros in April. Um, he was He's working his way back from like shoulder issues that sort of plagued him all of last year. Uh, he's, he was in the Arizona Complex League for a few weeks um, and also working out the Dodgers Complex. Before that, he signed with the Dodgers in May. Um, he joined AAA Oklahoma City on Wednesday, so he is one step closer. Uh, he joins the sort of veteran... Uh, reliever crew um, in Oklahoma City sort of looking for a uh, rebound. They're all on minor league deals. Uh, Dellen Batances is the other one. Now, Batances is, is the one who had the best track record of anyone. He had like a five-year run where he was arguably like like probably at worst the third best reliever in baseball from like 2014 to 2018. The problem is since then he's He's barely pitched at all. This year, his velocity is like way down from his peak, which you know he's probably not going to hit that peak again, but just hasn't looked good. He has like a high nine ERA, um, not really looking well. And then Hansel Robles, who got released by the Red Sox earlier this year, had an ERA over five. He gave up, I think, four runs uh, in his first game with Oklahoma City on Tuesday. So not, not looking the sharpest. So uh, we'll see what they do. Um, reliever-wise, but uh, that's sort of who's down there. But yeah, Pedro Baez could be back at some point. Uh, I hate that that's what I'm leaving you on, but, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe they're going to call in Pedro Baez to close at some point. We we called in Pedro Baez to close this episode, and I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we will talk to you uh, tomorrow, and hope you have a good rest of your week. <laughs>